0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Now back to Damon and Rato on five seven The Game.
2: All right, roll along here on a Monday, 888 John Dickinson and Alan Stiles, we're in for Damon and Ratto here and with you until 6 o'clock. Hey, coming up at 5, not going to want to miss the playmaker, Michael Irvin, as he will join us here as he does each and every Monday with Damon and Ratto here on 95.7 The Game. So uh, his thoughts on the Niners, Brock Purdy, uh, continuing to look as uh, what Irv said a couple of weeks ago. How do we know he's not Tom Brady?
3: Yeah, well, I mean... He's got to give us a reason to stop thinking that, which he hasn't yet. No, and the Niders, uh now eleven and
2: four on the season with two games to go. They play the Raiders on Sunday and uh, San Francisco. Are, are they the favorite right now? Are they the favorite in the NFC? Well, not according to Michael Irvin. Is it still Philly? <laughs> is it Dallas? It's it's. Who is it? Dallas beat Philly. Philly without Hurts. You Vikings I, I, escape yeah. job again.
3: If you look at the Eagles, you could say, well, look what the Eagles did with their backup quarterback not being able to do certain things. And they still almost won. Yeah, that's impressive. You can see, see the Cowboys did beat the best team in the NFC. So what do you do with that? The Vikings are just the team that continues to be disrespected. I still believe that all these NFC teams, if you ask them, if you put them on, you know, truth serum or, or a lie detector test and you said, who do you not want to see in the playoffs? I just feel like every team... Would say the Niners. That's interesting. I, yeah. And I might be underselling the Eagles here, but I, I I also think it's probably the Niners or the Eagles. It's the Niners or the Eagles. I don't think anybody's going to say the Cowboys or the Vikings.
2: No, I think, I think the Cowboys would probably be third on that list though. Yes. I think it would be Philadelphia. I think it would go Philly it would go niners it would go dallas it would go minnesota fourth i think at that point and then and then you get into tampa the giants and and whoever else but
3: would you look at and again we're we're grasping at straws here because the niners defense has been so good but would you look at what the commanders were able to do against the niners when it came to that more of that intermediate passing game. Yeah. And, you know, they were, they were a little bit, I think maybe that was some of the scheme from D'Amico Ryans, but they were having success. No, they were. They Well, they
2: have three really good receivers,
4: mm-hmm.
3: number one. And the one thing about Heineke
2: that I will say, he's not afraid to sling it. No. Like he And and he makes some plays, he'll make some mistakes. And as they got down in ga- the game, he made some mistakes. And, right. and the 49ers were able to, to get some turnovers. But I think you know, that was one of the things I was really focused in on as far as, that game specifically was hey this could be a future opponent. So how does it look? Mm-hmm. Like are there takeaways that make Washington scarier or not as scary if they wind up being the first round opponent because it could it could be Washington, could be the Giants, it could be Green Bay or the Lions or who you know whoever ends mm-hmm. up if one of those teams you know ends up out uh, at some point uh, and and the Giants still aren't quite in at this point. So uh yeah, it could be you know any combination of that. And and yes, I think that was you know the the Washington defense, mm-hmm. I think, at times, you know, they they had a stand against the Forty ers I, I think the, the way they were able to throw the ball in stretches. I mean, th- there was a there was an alternate version of that game on Saturday mm-hmm. where Washington would have been ahead and there would have been a little bit of pressure on the 49ers to to see if they could come back and answer from being behind against a good defense to where you're almost a play away from being in big trouble. Right. And and it never got to that point but because it never got to that point does make you wonder you know, if they played again. Could a game like that get to that point it was seven, seven at halftime. And, and honestly, it probably could have been
3: 14. Yeah. Could have been 14 7 Washington. But I feel like that's happened a couple times during this stretch. You know, I, I think that not so much in Seattle. I I don't I don't know. Well, I mean,
2: Purdy could have thrown a pick six in Seattle he could and they
3: would have been down 10-7 in that game with the place going crazy.
2: Right. And it, it, no, but but you know, good teams avoid situations like that. Again, it, it does remind me a little bit of 2019. Mm-hmm. This run that the Niners are on, the eight game winning streak, reminds me of the beginning of 2019 eight game winning streak mm-hmm. where The 49ers were just, you know, every time they needed a holding penalty go their way, they got one. Every time they, you know, every time they needed a turnover, they got one. And look, you're a great team. You make those breaks. I'm not saying it's lucky. It's not a detractor in any form or fashion, but they've just got, they got it rolling right now. And, And it's because of the way that they're playing complementary football both ways right the, the defense is dominant when they're not dominant they're getting a big fourth down stop on the goal line the offense is able to convert third downs and and you know turn plays that that Kyle Shanahan draws up as touchdowns into touchdowns that's that's how you avoid you know, being in in those dangerous predicaments in games and the Niners have been able to do it which is why they've got as good a shot as anybody to go to the Super Bowl even with their third string quarterback
3: but i think that I think that is a reason why I say the Niners when having this conversation about who would you not want to play. It's just as much about who is the best team as it is, is who's just got it rolling and who does it just seem like things are just happening to fall into place for them. So you look at the Eagles, who Jalen Hurts now banged up, and now they... They go out and they lose their right tackle, Lane Johnson, who has an abdominal tear. He's hopeful for a playoffs return. But, you know, the 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 Niners, as weird as it sounds, and it's not to say that, you know, you're not trying to assume health. And I get on a lot of my, uh, my beloved text line, the Xfinity Mobile text line, for doing this themselves. And now I'm doing it myself. You, you know, just the whole assumption of health. But it does seem like the Niners kind of got, knock on wood here, if that's your thing, the Niners kind of got rid of their big injuries earlier in the season. Well, you know, you can get injured and, at any time, don't get me wrong. Have,
2: and you could say they didn't have as many season-enders, although they've
3: maybe had two season-enders to their top two quarterbacks, which is right. something that very rarely a, a, happens. A, a unique situation here in San Francisco slash Santa Clara, uh, when a team does have it rolling like this, well, yeah, Other they got Armstead. Stealing. Armstead
2: was hurt. Armstead's back. He's back. Even Kenlaw's back. Debo was hurt. It looked bad for a minute. Now he's going to be coming back. Mitchell's going to be coming back. Charverius Ward. I mean, their only real injury coming out of that game was was he was no, uh, nauseous, mm-hmm. which I always wonder. You oh, know, he concussion? did get checked out. Is that a concussion symptom? I think it can be mm-hmm. a concussion symptom and he, a symptom. And he had the the concussion going back before where he was he was in and then he was out mm-hmm. and then he was cleared to go back in but they didn't put him back in and then he wound up in the protocol you know leading up but was good to go and then he ended up back in that game after going into the blue tent on on Sunday but yeah the Niners are at this point uh funny to say for a team on their third string quarterback but when he's playing as well as Brock Purdy is it's you're not worried about There's the quarterback no drop off, yeah yeah because there hasn't been a drop off and they are getting healthy which I do think makes him dangerous now that can also change in the next two weeks, that could also change at any point in the playoffs. If somebody if somebody big goes down, let's get to uh, Dre in Lamore here at eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. What's going on, Dre? You're on with JD and Allen here on ninety five seven. The game.
5: What's up, JD? Hey, Mister Styles. Hey, hey. I'm here to talk to you guys. Um, Brock Purdy, he's off the hook right now. There's there's no question, who will play. You're playing Purdy. The man could throw the ball. I mean, he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, but 30, 40 yards? Puts it on the money. He puts it in stride. Um, the one past Iuke, I wanted him to get in that end zone because, you know, we sometimes we do have little problems getting in the end zone. Those three field goals on a roll kind of concern me. But what concerns me the most, fellas, is that defense is great, but you saw how bad it fell when Mooney Ward was off the field.
2: That's true. I mean, Mm -hmm.
5: when we had Emac, could you imagine if the 49ers defense still had Emac?
2: Yeah, Emac, mostly. More,
5: more, Emac, sorry, yes. it would be even more lights out. But we miss Ward. If he gets hurt for any stretch of time in the playoffs, I don't like our chances. Love our Niners, but I just got to look at that realistically. It's always health. I mean, uh, Basketball is another thing, but
2: we all know if Durant wouldn't have got hurt, <laughs> Warriors would have beat Toronto. Sure. So, all right, thanks, Trey. That's that's where we'll we'll call it an afternoon on you going back to the 2019 finals. You're not but wrong though. He's not wrong about Charverius Ward mm-hmm. either. Yeah, the the Commanders did attack when Roll he back. was out. Of the out of the game and and did have action at, at different points, but yeah, they they need him. I think especially with Mosley out, having Jimmy Ward back to help in the slot mm-hmm. is is important. Um, and he obviously came away with a pick in the in the game, but it yeah t- to this point, it is that is one area where if you lost somebody, obviously if you lost Warner, if you lost Bosa, mm-hmm. you know that's that's a big deal. Drake Greenlaw, I think you could put in that conversation. But isn't that every team though? It is. It is, but I do think for as dominant as the 49ers defense has been, Mm -hmm. there have been stretches in games where teams have moved it on them. Right. Like, you know, New Orleans was moving it on them and and couldn't punch it in on them, right? We we all know what Kansas City did. Yes, it was a monsoon, but the Bears hit some big plays on them in, in, you know, going back to week one. The Falcons, they were really injury depleted in that game. Yeah. so and it was their second week on the road and it was a little weird. Like I, I don't want to make excuses. That to me is the biggest outlier. Mm-hmm. The Falcons game is the one. If I was going to throw one out, I might throw that one out. But I think that's where I have paused when people and I. I feel like this is slowed down. But when people have said, you know, even Miami comes out to be able to hit a deep ball in the first play of the game, right for a touchdown, and then you no, know, the Niners dominated the game essentially from that point. Mm-hmm. Too was bad in that game, but but I I do think. It's you know, you you look at it from the, the big picture standpoint, that's where I've paused on the whole historically great defense versus just the best defense in the game right now.
3: Right. And you have still to still capable there. of winning a Super Bowl. Which would make them historic, sure. But to be historic, I think you have like, to be a part of it, history. It doesn't have to be the
2: one of the top five
3: defenses of all time. Like we right. like
2: who cares if it is or it isn't. It, that's just, good, Like the ninety four Niners defense was really good. Mm-hmm. It it was among the best in the game at that point. They won the Super Bowl. Right. Who cares? It didn't have to be historically great.
3: Yeah. And and I get... Like, that always... I kind of laugh at that. I I just think... Well, even going into the season, I think a lot of people wanted to talk about how good this defense was going to be. I think they also wanted to talk about it because you weren't sure what you were going to get from this offense. And now that this offense has, I would say, exceeded expectations. Nobody knew at the beginning of the season that the Niners are going to go out and get Chris McCaffrey. That And that... Really was the ultimate game changer, even with Jimmy, because those oh no throws, he just didn't have to make because all right, let me just I don't know where to go. Where's Chris McCaffrey? Let me just give it to him. That's 10 yards, right? That's seven yards. So a lot of things have have worked out for the Niners. I think everything is clicking for them right now. I'm just I'm just curious as to how. Safe? Do you want to be if you're Kyle Shanahan? Now the Vikings go out; they took care of business. The 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 Eagles did not. If everything is a bit, I know that wouldn't be technically done. I mean, they are thirteen and two. Who? The Eagles. No, no, no. I'm saying as far as the seeding. Oh, I'm saying as oh, far okay. as the you're seating. saying moving forward. Yeah, I'm saying okay. moving forward. Yeah, if Eagles 1, Vikings 2. Right. I'm saying do you and it's just one more game, but do you run everybody out there for that Arizona Cardinals game for the for the off chance that you might be able to slide in and get the 2 seed? I would. You would.
2: I would, and I think the league has shown that they're probably and we'll see there are going to be some Saturday slots that mm-hmm. they have to fill. On the seventh, I think that's supposed to be announced by tomorrow. Okay, what the three Saturday games are going to be, but I think whenever there's a seeding in play, Mm -hmm. an issue there where it could determine seeding, especially the last week, they want to make sure that those teams play at the same time. So I would imagine, right? It's like what the World Cup did. Yeah, the Vikings play the Bears. I think week eighteen. And so they would probably. My guess is, if those if if the you know the Niners are going to play at one twenty five, obviously at home, my guess is they would kick the Vikings Bears game to one twenty five as well, and then and then you know you wouldn't to you make wouldn't sure. know to make sure that both teams have to to go for it if they want it. I, I think it is significant the mm-hmm. two versus the three. And look, maybe the Vikings get beat. A lot of people. I one thing I can tell you right now, uh, most talking heads and pundits. Mm-hmm are going to pick against the Vikings in their playoff game. Yeah. Like, no matter who, almost, right. that they play. I feel like it's going to happen. They Especially if they play Green Bay, uh, I, I think. And, you know, don't sleep on Green Bay.
3: Don't... Are we? Are you doing that
2: yeah, now, Yeah, I am. Too? No, I'm not doing it now. I actually said a couple of weeks ago that they weren't out of it. Mm-hmm. And, look, nobody... Nobody is less of a fan of Aaron Rodgers than <laughs> I am. I think we've made... We, uh, maybe that's come out in some of our shows. Maybe yeah, it has Yeah. Okay, but... That that is a dangerous team. They've played historically as the favorite mm-hmm. and not been able to but that, that team as an underdog team, like that that to me is like where they're supposed to lose against somebody. That to me is where, you know, I'm not saying they're gonna win four games. Yeah. But if the you know, if, if they end up winning their last what, four, four or five games to get into the playoffs, and you know, they they are at that point, I think, the hot team other than the Niners.
3: Right. Well so, that would be basically the Niners last year.
2: So who and they beat they beat Dallas this year, you know, earlier in the year. So you're telling me, you know, they beat Tampa earlier in the year. I know Tampa's not great, but they've beaten some playoff teams. So this right year. here, I mean right here, so what you're saying is I'm just saying I'd rather play Washington or the Giants or the Lions oh, well, than yes. Green Bay. Yes. That's all I'm the saying. The
3: Lions, you your 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 kneecaps are safe, you think, with the with the Lions? The Lions are frauds.
2: <laughs> like the Lions are and look. The line, I do not have to get lost in that. And obviously, you know, I'm not a Dan Campbell guy either. And you know, hat tip to them for going from one and whatever to 500. Mm-hmm. But you know, they actually played a real game with expectations. Like, hey, you win, a, you win these last three, you're in.
3: And they completely wet the bed. So if you are so, a like against Carolina, right? Hey, Sam Darnold, he's got, he's got, he's
2: got action. But to, to don't like I, I feel like the Niners would beat the Lions fifty to seventeen. Like I really do. Like I feel like that would be one of those ugly, like remember back in the day when the like I think it was Seattle beat Miami and mm-hmm. Dan Marino's last game. It was like sixty five to fourteen or yeah. something. You know, I think that there was a game where Philly beat the Lions like fifty five to seventeen. Like I think it'd be one of those games. Like just a absolute bloodbath. Just Not ready for prime team. time. Yeah. I, right. I think the Lions, and again, I get it. A lot of people like Dan Campbell. A lot of people like that. I think the Lions are closer to a 4-13 and team than they are to a, a legitimate playoff contender. All right. Now, that being said, they play the Vikings. I guarantee you on the, you know, the pick board on wherever, CBS or Fox or ESPN or NFL Network, I guarantee you, Lions play the Vikings. It doesn't matter who the Vikings play. I should leave right. the Lions out of it. I, they can almost play the Commanders or the Giants. I feel like at who least they just one. beat. And No, I think it's going to be op- opponent, 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 opponent. Like I think everybody's going to pick against the Vikings.
3: Yeah, I mean, I believe out of eleven Especially games, if it's Green Bay. Eleven games have been won in. One-possession one possession games, you know, or one-score game. So uh, people don't love that. So it's Vikings-Green Bay on New Year's. So right. if you are a Niners fan, I know it might pain you. He is a Bay Area guy. Yeah, you're rooting for, you're rooting you're for, rooting for, Green, Green, for Green Bay. Bay. Yeah, you're rooting for Green Bay.
2: You know, you're you rooting for Green Bay. Look, the Niners have had so much success over the Packers. You know, the one exception was that, what, week three game last year. Mm-hmm. Where the Packers came in and beat the Niners, the the defense didn't play well, they got beat late, but they had come back in that game. Remember, the Niners were down big, and Rodgers hit Devontae Adams to Mm -hmm. set up the field goal in the final seconds, and and they won at Levi's, but then the Niners returned the favor by winning without scoring an offensive touchdown at Lambeau as the snow was falling there in, in January. But I so I think the Niners would be very confident Mm -hmm. that that this team's got a better shot even than last even than last year's team did. And last year's team actually won the game in in Lambeau. Although I do think the Packers' ideal conditions for the Packers actually helps them. Like you forget, and the Packers have had a lot of good teams. The one year that Rodgers won it, Mm -hmm. it was road game, road game, road game. Like that was the one year they won the Super Bowl was like they were the sixth seed. The one year that they that they won it. And and yeah, they won at Philly, won in at Atlanta, and and won in, in Chicago with a the Bears actually had their third string quarterback in that game. But
3: Packers win? Do Packers at this point do do, do they need help or do all they have? They to need do help. Is, okay, yeah, they, they
2: need they, help. they well, I I think well if they if they win their last two, they're nine and eight. Yeah, they do need help. They would need at that point they would need uh, if they win their last two, they are nine and eight. They would need a Washington loss mm-hmm. at that point. They could take their spot they would need two Giants losses at okay. that point to take their spot. If, if Assuming they win, went out, they could take care of the Lions because they play the Lions in Week 18. So if they beat the Lions, that would eliminate the Lions from that conversation, at least as far as they go. So yeah, the, yeah. the Packers are right all in this mix as far as could they be the team? They have an impact on Minnesota. We'll see what happens with the 49ers. I'm just saying, when you start looking at teams, mm-hmm. you know, if if it's... Brock Purdy in the 49ers versus Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And it's Purdy's first playoff game. And I know he handled the Brady game and all of that. And he's been tremendous. But, you know, again, he throws an early interception. You get down in that game. The Packers mm-hmm. have life. Like I think, you know, you talk about the Lions being a team where, hey, the Lions, I think, are a team that's you know, closer to four and thirteen than say nine and eight. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers, if they get to nine and eight, like they're to me, they're closer to eleven and six right. than they are to you know, seven and ten, yeah, which is kind of the you know where they've been trending throughout a majority of this season. Now they're for the Niners that you know they don't have the wide receiver talent without like Adams being gone is huge. Mm-hmm. They still got Jones, they still got Rodgers, and look, I I do as much as I can't stand the guy and have always thought that he's a little overrated, even as an all time great. Mm-hmm. I think he's a little overrated. I would fear Aaron Rodgers coming in with a f- basically a free shot sure. at knocking the Niners out after all of the times they've knocked him out when when he's had the better team or right. the
3: better seed, at least. And, and when he's had the expectations. He might be one of those guys where, oh, you're oh, counting me out. Oh, he absolutely is. Well, he, you know, he needs, maybe he needs some bulletin board material, something like that. And look, you got Watson. It's a free shot. Right, and Watson's been balling for him now, Lazard. It might be too little too late. Are you would you be worried about them? I want them out. Like I yeah. like if
2: I'm the Niners, I want them out. I like I don't care who gets it. I'd take my chances with Washington, I'd take my chances with the Giants, I'd take my chances with, with Detroit, uh, at this point or even Seattle, mm-hmm. obviously, as we've seen. I mean, Seattle's still in that mix too. Uh they could but it feels like Seattle's kind of done. Although they played what, the Rams, I think. Did and, we all see this coming though from Seattle? Yeah, I mean look, if Seattle ends up seven and ten, mm-hmm. Like I don't know about you, but if Seattle ends up seven and ten, like forget how they got there. If Seattle ends up seven and ten, I'd be like, oh, they did better than I thought they would. Right?
3: Agreed. <laughs> like, like you can't hate on it, even though it's a collapse. Agreed. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I admire you. Nobody, nobody, nobody expected them to be where they were, and even if they fall lower than where we thought that they would be, we we all knew that they would fall off. We didn't know how much but ultimately, you know, they got to figure some things out over there. But they are going to get some first round picks and you know, you know why? Because yeah, Denver and bad. whatever in the world they have going over there with that mess, Nathaniel Hackett fired, uh, you and and there's a report now, everybody knew, right? You Niners fans, everybody knew that D'Amico Ryan's was going to be a hot name. His name is already getting thrown around for the Denver job. I have no clue if that's a good job or not. Because if if, if Russell Wills what Russell Wilson am I getting?
2: Yeah, I, I mean they have some talent on offense. Mm-hmm. They have some talent on defense. Like I think there's a lot of talent there. It, it's a it's a great environment for right. football. They have they have a when they're good they have a really good home field advantage. So I think you could be maybe a couple of games better that, you know just off of you know if you're organized well you're put together well you're. Yeah, you, know, you can win some home games, and and that can carry you, right? If you have yeah. if you have nine home games, the AFC will have nine home games. If you can go six and three in your home games, you know then you got action. We didn't have, you win know, you know, you win three road games at that point. You're nine and eight, you're nine and eight. So I think I don't know. I think there is a foundation for success, but all the picks, I mean, yikes. Yeah, that's tough.
3: He's gonna have his pick of the litter, honestly. So he's not gonna he have will. to go he will. anywhere. No, he will.
2: But I think the one thing that's for, for sure is and, and who I, I think I think he's probably gone though. Yes. I think I think he's probably gone somewhere. Although the Niners did get lucky one, the one year with, with Salah right. He stayed mm-hmm. one year longer and waited for an opportunity that that he thought, you know, better better suited him and and ended up with the Jets, and that ended up benefiting the, the 49ers as well, right? I think Cleveland or Cleveland went with Stefanski, I guess, mm-hmm. over him. Um, it, so and it wound up being a, a kind of a lucky break that the <laughs> Niners got Salah for another year. We'll see if that happens, although I don't I don't think it's going to. All right, he's Alan Styles. I'm John Dickinson, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We will continue the 49ers discussion. We may get in a little bit about what's going on with Carlos Correa and the Mets. Uh, do the Giants look better now? Their front office—does it look better? I'm—I'm I'm not sure it does. I'll—I'll I'll tell you why. Coming back here, uh, as we are presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>
1: now back to damon and Ratto on 957 the game
2: all right roll along here on a monday john dickinson and alan styles 888-957-9570 that is the phone number to give us a call or shoot us a text xfinity mobile text line is open we've been hitting Uh, Spraying all fields here today Mm -hmm. with uh, the Warriors, their big win over the Grizzlies. What does it mean? The 49ers are rolling eight in a row in the win column as the Niners with their biggest winning streak since the 2019 year when they were 8-0 to begin that season. Niners at the Raiders on Sunday. Uh, The Warriors back in action tomorrow against Charlotte. Uh, Also going to get into a little bit of Giants conversation in just a second. I wanted to clean up one more 49er text as well. And also let everyone know we got Michael Irvin, the playmaker, coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So make sure you stay tuned for that as uh, Michael Irvin joins us here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, The text I wanted to get to, uh, the 408 on the Xfinity mobile text line. Guys, you don't think that Purdy has had the advantage of sitting and learning for most of the season, including the offseason and playing with these playmakers. Uh no, I think he's absolutely benefited. Yes. Off of that. I mm-hmm. think that's you know, that was a lot of what the conversation was at the beginning of the season with Trey Lance was it's Trey's job, it's Trey's team. This is his skill set, the things that he does well, but but a lot of The 49ers' success coming into the year was going to be determined in a lot of people's minds by not how Trey Lance looked in week one, and this was before the Bears game and the Mm -hmm. monsoon and all that, but how he grows over the course of the season. And there was some thought, Hey, you know what, they might struggle early with Trey Lance, but by the end, it's going to be humming and the ceiling is greater than it would be with Garoppolo. The the irony is, in a sense, that, that maybe Brock Purdy has done a lot of those things without playing and has raised the 49ers ceiling by now stepping in for Jimmy G.
3: Yeah, and and I think the other part of this too is the playmakers offensively, and a lot of this gets said, JD. Sometimes it doesn't come off as all right, is that just kind of, you know, coaches speak or athletes speak and somebody, you know, people on the Niners said it as well. Well, Purdy was going up against the number one defense, right? In practice. So he was seeing Exactly, Maybe not exactly because it's practice, but he was seeing what these teams are seeing that have been struggling. And these teams have what we would call starting quarterbacks and and starting receivers and starting running backs. So I think offensively, Brock Purdy, you know, has been able to to connect with these guys, with these playmakers and kind of viewing what they've been able to do and, and, and understanding, Okay, this is how these things work. But also def- also defensively, he's been facing a defense who is the best in the NFL, and I think that's helped as well. It is tough for me, though, J.D., because I go back and forth with the sit-a-guy-for-a-year thing. And sure. if, if we're going in that direction, couldn't that come off as kind of, not a dig, but the, couldn't that come off as... Trey Lance not looking as good because he had technically a whole year to sit and learn and and things like that so I I don't know well you're
2: saying that well I mean either way Purdy looks I mean yeah Purdy Purdy has benefited from the time watching but Purdy is still doing something this year that Mm. Trey Lance would have had to have done last year Right? Is that is that what you're? I guess yeah. I guess well, he yes. did come in and help him win a game right after New Year's. Well, last I guess
3: year, what I, w- he did.
2: I guess what so I'm saying
3: is, if Trey Lance had a whole year, if we're saying that this whole learning, sure. sitting and learning thing should be a, a benefit, mm-hmm. then we didn't see Trey Lance a lot this year. But even in the preseason, okay, I guess learning. I guess there's one thing to learn, well, and there's another thing to just have certain tools, right? I mean, Trey Lance just isn't as accurate as Brock Purdy. No. So it doesn't matter how much he learns the playbook, unless you can learn. At least it's going to teach you how to be more accurate. Well, unless there unless there are plays that are schemed up so wide open that and where's that, Danny that Gray you can, that you can hit him, Danny Gray? Right. This is the skill set. Danny Gray doesn't, I guess, need to be in the Brock Purdy. But here's playbook. the but here's the thing: if if Purdy is hitting
2: throws that Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. misses, okay, right, then. He's absolutely hitting throws that Trey Lance would be missing. Like that's the. I agree, and and that's the part of. I mean, what he's, what Purdy's, and I do think again, I do think Purdy's benefited from not not having to play, but Mm -hmm. but still, I mean, the guy was the last freaking pick in the draft. Like he's come in and looked like more than a competent passer.
3: I guess that's what I'm saying. You can't tell me that he's benefited from that more than a a, a quarterback should benefit from actually playing with the guys in and, yeah. and, 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 and preseason no, no. No, and things like that. I mean, like I mean that. the
2: team was turned over to Trey Lance mm-hmm. in basically February 1st mm-hmm. you know, when, when the 49ers season ended and a couple days later, it's, all right, it's going to be Trey Lance's team. They're going to work out a trade with Garoppolo. Garoppolo got hurt. It all, it all changed at that point. But, it, you know, it's as far as Trey goes, it... There was something like I. I'm not gonna sit here and say I saw Purdy. Like there were people like I think Larry Kruger's one of them. Yes. that was like, hey, I, I I see something in Purdy. Yes, I didn't see it with Purdy and from being out there at training camp, not all the time, but I was out there probably eighty percent of the time, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't see it from from Purdy. I, I you know was he better than Sudfeld? Maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, obviously he was, yeah. But you know, as far as yeah, okay, I I understood when they were talking about all right, Purdy might be the number two because he's outplaying Sudfeld or whatever. Now who knows what was going on in those meetings? And clearly, he had a big advantage over Sudfeld because they cut Sudfeld and and kept Purdy. And Garoppolo was was part of that decision too. But when you watch Trey at practice, you could see that it that something was missing. He mm-hmm. just and the way I phrased it, and you remember we talked about it on show. It just didn't look like I expected it to look. Like, he was not... I expected him to be farther along in the passing game. I expected more plays that were open to be hit, even in practice. And that's going up against the the, the ones, if yeah. you will, at that point. Like, there were there were plays that were there that were not being made to where I thought, boy, this doesn't really look... This does like he is just not as far along as I expected him to be for somebody that's been given the team. Right. For somebody that's been given the team. And so for Purdy Mm -hmm. to show up December fourth and get thrown into a game and have it look like a top ten quarterback. Yeah. You know, again, I'm not saying he is a top ten quarterback, but the offense right now. But the offense looks like it. Mm -hmm. So that that's that's the opposite of you know, not it not looking farther along. Like I expected a little more of not, and they're different quarterbacks. But I expected a little more of oh, that plays open, boom, hit it, big play, touched it. Like I expected a little more to see a little more of that in training camp and in the preseason. Didn't see it, so to me there was a, there were red flags early on Trey Lance that you know now we're seeing Brock Purdy that just don't exist with Brock Purdy. I think like yeah, what I've said... like I've seen enough. Like you don't have to do the sample size thing if if. We're if we're going down the road of, hey, Purdy, you did it earlier, you asked me the question. You said Purdy or, or Jimmy, like you don't have to do that with Trey because Purdy's played more than Trey has in his career. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you don't have to say, oh, well, if this or that, like there's no debate about mm-hmm. if if there's no debate about Purdy and Jimmy, there's less than that <laughs> amount of a debate with Purdy and Trey right moving now.
3: forward. Right now. Right. But
2: I don't even think that changes by the end of this season. I don't think it can. I don't think, yeah. can. how is, you know? He goes and throws four interceptions in a playoff game. I mean,
3: maybe. Maybe, but, well, the difference would be, and look, we have all summer to get into this, but the difference would ultimately be, do you go, how open are the Niners going? If they're lifting up a Lombardi, right? Even if they're doing that, How open would they be to say, is is the line just always going to be, it's going to be a QB competition going in to next season, which I think is probably what they'll do. Now, you gave Trey the keys. If they win the Super Bowl, you think they would do that? So what are you going to say? Brock Purdy's our number one? I I mean, to me, it's he keeps playing the way
2: he's played, and they win a couple of playoff games, and he isn't terrible. And let's say they lose in a championship game or something, he's the guy. I
3: think over they, Trey. I think he's that would guy. be the. I, it's not a competition, but I think it would be. But I, I still think that PC wise, they might say oh, it's going to be open competition. I don't.
2: I think. I think it would be. Hey, we're bringing Trey along slowly. He's coming back from his injury. He's going to be the backup, and we'll. You know, I, to me, it's in a way it could almost benefit Trey because you, they'll do. Pa- they could do the Trey packages. Hmm. Yeah, you know, they they could they could bring in another dynamic, you know, I think in, in certain situations and he'd be the backup. And look, as as we've seen,
3: you need a backup. So you get rid of Jimmy. Yeah, and I here, think that here comes another another underdog.
2: Right now today, like if the season just ended today, yeah. Purdy's the starter, Jimmy's elsewhere, Trey's the backup. And you hope that he gets he, he continues to grow because like I said, we've seen with the Niners. You need, a lot of years, you need at least two quarterbacks to play, if not three. Yeah. I mean, they've had to have three play what? Twice in the Shanahan era, three times in the Shanahan era, maybe. I think they've had yes, yeah, th- actually, well, at least twice. No, this is the third time.: It's just interesting because of. The right because eight. 18, 17 and 18, they had three quarterbacks play. and I guess and 20, huh?
3: Right. The Bethert Mullins. So era. they've had three quarterbacks play four
2: times in Shanahan six years. Jesus. Yeah, it's just a coincidence. So, yeah, you need... Is that right, Sterling? Am I getting that right? 17, they had Hoyer and Bethard and Jimmy. 18, they had Jimmy and Bethard and Mullins. And then 20, they had Jimmy and Bethard and Mullins. And then this year, they've obviously had Trey and Jimmy and Purdy. Wow. Four out of six years. Woo! Coincidence, Pauly in San Francisco 888-957-9570. What's going on, Pauly?
4: Hi, hi. Y'all just said what I called about, um, which is that you know, like I think there's an elephant in the room. Uh, Trey Lance has all the physical ability in the world, but we traded three number ones and a two for this guy, and he wasn't. He was a project and a huge gamble, and. Like, it's what you said. He was having big problems in practice. He had big problems against the Bears. And on a team that's built to win now, and I think that Garoppolo gets a bit of a bad rap because he said if we had stuck with Trey Lance, and, you know, I'm, I'm, it's terrible that he got hurt, but I think we'd be a 500 club now fighting to get into the playoffs if Trey Lance was still the starter. And I think that um, Jimmy came and, and kind of saved the day. He has the locker room. Like after the Seattle game in the interview, they had um, Kittle and Purdy, and Kittle had number 10, Garoppolo, sprawled on his jersey. They love him, Polly. He a lot to the team. Yeah, they love yeah. him. They love so, him. So I think Purdy has to be the number one, despite the three number ones we traded. We took a huge risk. So and I wanted to say one other thing. How come Jordan Poole is the best player in the world every fifth game?
3: Loves the national spotlight. Thanks for the call. Well, it's
2: just—I mean, he's—if he was the best player in the world, every, you know, three or four times out of five games, he'd be Steph, right? right. I mean, like that's that—like
3: you can be a good player and not go for thirty every game. Well, I guess it's just the 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 hot and coldness of Jordan Poole. but I guess that, I think that just comes with age. I, I wanted to get back to what. Paulie was saying about Trey Lance, because this is tough, man. This is tough because I've I've always been of the mindset that the pick didn't make any sense. It just okay. didn't make any sense to me. Based on what, who Kyle Shanahan has had, the type of offense that we've seen run, I've, I'm of the mindset I think they got caught up in the Patrick Mahomes sweepstakes, and everybody wanted the next Patrick Mahomes. Everyone's still looking for it, and they thought, all right, let's go boom or bust. And I'm not going to say he's either yet because we don't know. But I do struggle with assuming or trying to make assumptions of what the Niners would have been because we have no clue, and now we'll never know. This is this injury has really, really affected Trey Lance and the landscape of this pick. So for Pauly to say, "I think they'd be five hundred if Trey Lance did start every game," I would like to think that that's and, and even though you said he had struggles. I'm still of the mindset that I'd like to believe that wouldn't be the case and that he would have improved. I don't know. I, I don't know about think, the accuracy thing. I think the way it was going, they would have needed him
2: to improve to be 500. JD. I'm being real with you. Like, I, I, they, it, they were three and four without so think, him. So you think, think he, they were three and four without him. So you think he's done? I don't know that he's done. I just think he's going to take longer to develop. But what do you think he could even eventually be? I mean, Jordan Love was a quarterback that, like, Jordan Love got to play a little bit a couple of years ago and, and and looked awful. Yes. And Jordan Love got to play this year, and he looked pretty good. He did. This is, what, year three, I believe, for him? I think it, yeah, year yeah. Th- 20, 21, 22. Yeah, he was drafted in the, the pandemic draft, right? Yeah, because everybody flipped out because the Packers, oh, they're going to take a wide receiver, and they took a quarterback. Yeah. And so you're three. And so I, I mean now Jordan Love looks like he could like he could be so, like some some guys it just takes them longer. And if and you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't play his first three years. Could he have? Maybe, but he didn't, mm-hmm. and he was better for it. I mean, he was better for inheriting a thirteen and three team that by the way, even Aaron Rodgers inherited a thirteen and three team, went six and ten. Like people forget that. Then, then they went to the playoffs, and then they won the Super Bowl. So, his third year starting, they went. Super, they won the Super Bowl, but yeah, that was after he sat for three. Like he, Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starter, they went to the NFC Championship game the year before. They were thirteen and three. They went six and ten, and two of those wins were against the zero and sixteen Lions.
3: That's where he makes, that's where, and
2: that's why but you he, think he's overrated, Aaron though. You know, he's a freaking Rodgers. He's a Hall of Famer, but my point is, even a Hall of Famer, and he put up good numbers that year, but there's a difference between putting up good numbers and being able to, you know, wins do matter. Wins aren't the only thing, and mm. we can freak out about, oh, quarterback wins, and people yeah. freak out about the Holy, but winning does matter. Agreed. And so, you know, that, like, that's, that's Aaron, like, that's a, I'm saying that as a, not a slight necessarily to Rodgers, mm-hmm. but as a as more of a hey, Trey Lance. He's not done. Trey Lance is not done. He's not. He's not done. And look, Aaron Rodgers was at a high level at a Pac-12. I mean, it, it, I get it, like Pac-10, I guess. Then, but Aaron Rodgers played at a high level a lot in college, which Trey didn't do. It's not apples to apples.
3: There, there, there are quotes from the Niners which are pretty wild in talking about Trey Lance, just in terms of the lack of tape and the lack of. Information they had about Trey Lance, which is nuts to me, based on what they gave up, it, it, that that changes the landscape of this. Yeah, you know, we hadn't really seen him too much. It it just seemed a bit lackadaisical on their part, and and you know, we've had the conversation. The Niners didn't necessarily fall in love with Trey Lance; they fell in love with the idea of that draft class. With Mel, and you could blame Mel Kiper. You could blame Todd McShay. And now you look at that draft class. Zach Wilson might be out of a job. He's so bad. They don't. You just said that Trey Lance might take time. Jordan Love. They don't even want to give Zach Wilson a chance. Trey Lance has shown some flashes. Zach Wilson
2: doesn't. They don't. He, Zach Wilson's not liked in that locker room. Also. That doesn't help either. Which doesn't. Which that. That's where it's night night. He's going to be Wilson. shipped
3: somewhere for his version of Last Chance You, and see if he if somebody else can figure out what it is everybody fell in love with randomly. And after that, you're not going to get an opportunity. You're not going to get time. So, to your point, maybe having Purdy does help Trey because hey, we can afford. To work through some things with Trey, because if we didn't, we can't just have you hanging around here, buddy.
2: Well, it it wouldn't be crazy. Like like and I'm I'm just throwing this out there. We'll get to Derek and Sam Mateo here in just a second. Eight 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 nine 888-957-9570, I, I always think of scenarios, mm-hmm. right? Like well like and I and I actually had a different one that I was gonna throw by you, but we'll, that would be, I think, incredibly 49ers okay. if it turned out this way. But uh, what I would say is, it, I look at different scenarios a lot, and I go, "Well, it wouldn't surprise me if Brock Purdy kept playing well, played well in the playoffs. Let's say the Niners lose; they don't. Let's say they lose in the FC Championship game or whatever. He doesn't have a terrible game, but but not a great game. They lose in the FC Championship game, whatever. It's not mm-hmm. all his fault necessarily, but they just lose. Okay, he comes back next year, and he's. Pretty good, but over the long, he's pretty good at the start, but over the long haul, like defenses figure him out, teams figure him out. Because that's the one thing he's going to have, like the small sample size. This is almost like what, in a way, it's like what Jimmy did in 2017, but the Niners weren't good enough to get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Come in the last five games, play well enough, they win all these games. Again, Purdy's numbers and the tape might be a little bit different, but what I'm saying is you didn't know until. Really, 2019 mm-hmm. because Garoppolo got hurt in 2018. You didn't know till like two years later. Oh, you know what? Garoppolo wasn't necessarily as good as he was even in those last five games of 17. Right, right. And he was still capable of winning. What I'm getting at is Purdy could be great till, from now until the end of the year, be the starter next year, and by the middle of next year, you're like, oh, Purdy actually isn't that good. Right. Like, you know it, that ceiling. Like it just did, you know hit. Uh, He league adjusted. He didn't. He's not that good. And, and at that point in time, y- you're hoping that Trey Lance has continued to develop behind the scenes to where he would be the backup quarterback and go in and look. A lot more capable and competent. Like this, Purdy being the starter and finishing strong for the Niners is not an excuse for Trey Lance to just be like, "Well, I'm done." Right? Just mail it in. No, you need to be ready because you're probably going to get a shot. And Mm -hmm. and you know maybe he ends up finishing the next year and going on the following year to be the starter. Like that's not, is it the most likely scenario at this point? No, but it's also not completely impossible if Trey
3: needs more time to develop. So what you're saying is that the Niners QB, the Niners QB situation is fluid. It's just, it's just, it's just moving. Sure, you know, I mean, it's right now
2: they're hoping that that, uh, as our our guy Michael Irvin said, how do we know he's not? I mean, obviously not Tom Brady, but what if he? You know, what if he is a guy that can win a couple of Super Bowls? Like yeah. What if he? What if he just is a really good quarterback?
3: But that, that's my question because you said, okay, what if they lose in the NFC Championship? If Brock Purdy does win the Super Bowl. And that same thing happens towards the middle of the season. You would then say that, okay, the Super Bowl did kind of allot you that whole next season. Or, hey, you, you got to get with the hot hand. Depends it depends on how bad off. it is and what right. the record is. Yeah,
2: And and maybe at that point, they feel that Trey gives them a better chance to win. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I'll hold off on that other scenario. I was going to say, maybe, maybe Purdy gets hurt and Trey's got to play. And mm-hmm. you win games with Trey next year. And then Trey keeps it. Just like Purdy's kept it because yeah. of... The injuries at this point. Derek and San Mateo eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. What's going on, Derek?
5: Hey, what's up, fellas? What's going on, man? Uh, I just want to hey, hey, want to uh, uh, chime in on Brock Purdy. I mean, I think at this point he's earned the respect and and the chance to play, even if barring like an epic, just epic collapse in the next few games. I mean, I think he, he's captured the hearts of San Francisco. And I'm sorry, Trey, I mean, we we gave you all the picks, but, I mean, he's played. Can you imagine, like, just close your eyes and just say, hey, if Trey was doing this well, you know, uh, as good as Brock Purdy at this point, you'd be pretty happy with that trade, right? So even though Trey's not doing anything, we're getting just as much out of Brock Purdy. So he, I think he's deserved the the, the the right to start next year and just take it as far as he can. Trey, I'm sorry, man, that's just how the cookie crumbles, man. you got to be ready on game day. Things happen. People get hurt. I mean, who is it? Drew Bledsoe didn't intend to get hurt, and Tom Brady stepped in. But guess what? That's what happened. I'm hoping that's what happens for the Niners, right? And I think Brock Purdy's is going to start. He's going to take us all the way. I, I've got, I've got confidence. And I'm sorry, Trey. That, that it's just not your time. It's just not. Brock Purdy has played almost as many games now as, as Trey has, right? Has started, and right. look how, what he's done with his opportunities, right? So, Brock Purdy—that's our guy.
2: Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate the call. Yeah, you look at it now. Purdy started three, played in four. Trey, what started three? Right, he had two yeah. starts last year in the game against the Bears. It, it is a
3: good. It, I mean, it, it, it is a good call. And the five one zero is chiming in on the Infinity Mobile text line. Mac Jones was good in his first year. Then what happened? I'll say this: Mac Jones, they, the Patriots have issues. More, much more so than the Niners. Well, they the need Patriots to get a real have,
2: offensive coordinator. They right? don't have
3: an offensive coordinator. They do not have the weapons that the Niners do, and they do not have the defense that the Niners do. So I don't know if Mac Jones is... Uh, who's better between Mac Jones and Brock Purdy? All I know is the Niners are much better than the Patriots. I, I, I will say this, though. It's tough for me, J.D., because... Something I know with great power comes great responsibility, and Trey Lance was such a high pick, Mm -hmm. but I do think that people love an underdog, and I do understand what Brock Purdy is doing and how well he's playing, but it's almost as if, and I'm just going to say it, and I know we're up against it, and I know we're going to talk to Michael Irvin, but it's almost as if so many Niner fans were just excited to move on from Trey so quickly. Like you just said. And, and you know, to this caller, okay, well, it's not Trey's time yet. I just feel like whether it was, well, Jimmy's being disrespected. Who is this guy It's first-round pick? It's not Trey Lance's fault that the Niners decided to give up picks to grab a guy from an FCS school that they didn't have a lot of film 100%. On.
2: I, I don't feel like there's been that kind of... Vitriol, let's say toward toward. People Trey. ready to just get to him me, out of to here. To me, it was the same thing.
3: To me, it was more that way about Jimmy. I guarantee. Okay, look, like then here's the, the question: tra- Like
2: people were ready, like
3: give me Trey. Like to me, it was that. Like no, I, but there was that too, but then there was also. I think that was stronger though. It's uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I don't know because there were a lot of
2: and then Jimmy's, it was like, all
3: Jimmy's done is win Trey. There was the gulp of,
2: oh my yeah. God, Trey, after the Bears game and people trying to make excuses. Monsoon, monsoon, monsoon. Here's the line, ultimately. You lost to the freaking Bears.
3: But here's the line, ultimately. I know, Jimmy lost
2: to the Broncos.
3: If the Niners don't win another game, let's say they lose the next two, let's say they lose in the first round. I believe that most people that have been saying what they've been saying about Brock Purdy would say that Brock Purdy still deserves to be a starter when if that does happen, which I assume it won't, let's say they even win the last two and then they lose in the first round. Everybody would still say that Brock Purdy should be number one to start next season. And I think that's ridiculous. All right, fair enough. We'll continue the conversation
2: with Michael Irvin coming up here on 95 7 The Game. So we got one hour to go. Damon and Rado streaming live on YouTube. Head to youtube.com slash 95 7 The Game to watch us live and see what's going on inside the studio. That's always special. Like and subscribe for all 95 7 The Game content on YouTube.